This one is with Yasmin and Rosa. They're in the master's program at UCO. And Yasmin is in experimental. And Rosa is in uh, counseling. And this one was one of the funnest, funnest podcasts that I've done so far. Um, I don't know. This one was longer than the other ones. This one's really good. Um, enjoy. I can edit it. Like out? if you if you guys say something incriminating, no one can see my face. Can, no, no. So one that'll can. be the hardest part for you. What do you mean? Because like I show everything on my face. Oh, okay. No, we don't. I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not taking a video of this, but uh, I do. There's this thing like uh, I have an Instagram, uh, and then I've been trying to take pictures of like everyone, and I just put it up. So I could take a picture. We can do that. Oh, we can do you that. guys can. Denied. Uh, oh, denied. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, I'm not surprised. What's your podcast about Dr. V? We need to subscribe. Yeah. For real. And listen to it. I need, yeah, help us with that. I'm like a terrible, like, self-promoter. Uh, Obviously. Yeah. I am too. But I'll help. Yeah. No. She's really good. Mm, that's good. She <laughs> at self-promoting? Promoting yeah. others. She hooks oh, me off. I do photography and I'm terrible awesome. at, see, like, nobody ever knows. But she promotes mm. me. That's cool. Um, so, we're all in psychology. Yes. We're all psychology majors, and both of you are uh, in your master's program. Yes. Yes. And uh, Rosa? Counseling psychology. Okay. Yes, then? Experimental psychology. Okay. Uh, I'm going into experimental. Probably. Yeah. Um, what, Rosa, what made you, what, what do you think started you wanting to be in counseling? Oh, man. Do you want, like, the, the deep true answer yeah, you can or like the short as simple shallow as you want to go. okay I'll start I'll start shallow and then we'll mm -hmm. we'll go from there um, superficially uh, I made the decision my sophomore year in high school because not a lot of people stick to their right. positions so I, right in high school so. right I was going to be a veterinarian up until my sophomore year in high school and then someone kindly told me I'd have to put animals down and I don't have the heart for that so I was mm. like psychology yeah. and so I've stuck with it ever since um, because people really just like to talk to me yeah 
I get a lot of like, oh, you're so intimidating, which is contradictory then because they come up to me and they tell me everything. Mm. Strangers. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I might as well make money for it. Yeah. Deeper, I care a little. You care about people? I care. I care. I'd like to help them help themselves. Mm. So I have more respect for people who seek therapy than those who don't because at least the ones who seek it are trying. They're looking, yeah, they're right. looking for so. a way to, I guess, better themselves. Or, but also, like, how, how we hear all the time that, like, people that, like, most people that you're going to see are not going to be there because they want to. Right, which is the case now at my practicum site. I do a lot of uh, groups with like substance abuse or drug court mm -hmm. which obviously they have to be there or they're going to go to prison yeah. and so that's always fun to make it more enjoyable yeah i guess kind of convincing where they, they want to be there right it's yeah. very i'd say therapy is a no i'm not gonna say it no you can say it People put a very negative connotation to the word manipulation. Yeah. But I'm pretty. Yeah. Just I, straightforward about it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with manipulation, especially if it's to help others. And I think everything we do is a form of manipulation. Like, why do you dress the way that you dress? Why do you wake up in the morning and put on deodorant and it perfume? Have to mean something right. Like it's it not is. just I'm manipulating you because yeah. I'm a bad person. No, like you manipulate to to get to achieve a goal or accomplish a goal we do we do have these words that like almost don't cut like describe what you're trying to say but like have a lot of like negative negative connotation mm -hmm. uh the name of my podcast is mudicious and i took the name from this word like from like yoga or eastern like that's called mudita and it means happiness and other people's happiness uh and I remember one time in one of my psychology classes, before I had this word, uh, uh, people at I'm not 100% sure if I want kids, and then the, the question asked, like, if you wanted to have kids, like, what, like, and I was like, I would want to, like, be vicariously happy through them, like, and then people took it as in, like, I want to live my life through them, and, like, that's not, and that's, like, the weight that the word vicarious has. Yes. That. I feel like the word mudita is more specific to like happiness. And luckily, a lot of people don't know what it means. Also, I made it up. And so, <laughs> I, I said like the, the word mudita mm -hmm. existed, but mudicious, like Did I not. made it up. Yeah, I like that. Uh, How about you? you? I um have always liked knowing things. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious. I always ask a lot of questions, and. I also have always wanted to do something animal related. Mm. I used to also want to be a vet. <laughs> but then, um, I don't know, I started wanting to just know a lot. I thought I was going to do animal behavior through mm. psychology because you can do that. But then I thought, I don't want to be in a lab with animals. That's not the kind of research I would want to mm. do because that's really sad. And also, I don't don't want to limit myself to just animals. I'm curious about so many things. Mm -hmm. And so experimental psychology, I feel like, gives me the opportunity to focus on mm -hmm. uh, improving my skills at doing research and conducting research in the best way possible. And that can be applied to any topic that you're interested in. You know what I mean? Did you ever want to 
be a counselor? No. Or no? Okay. no, no, never. Mm. I've never had that desire. <laughs> not, yeah. you know? No, it's okay. I, just, I, I can genuinely say that I'm interested in almost all fields of psychology, mm. at least that I know about. Yeah. yeah. Just because I've. It's I, psychology is everything in yeah. my opinion. And I love learning about clinical yeah. stuff and, and therapeutic mm. techniques and everything. Yeah. I love learning about yeah. it, but I'm just more of a behind the scenes, like working on my own. Or, mm. or, I'm more I, mean, like, I really like social psychology mm. just because yeah. you kind of get to observe and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Mm. No, it's, it's super similar to experimental, it's just more lenient. Yeah, I'm just I've I've never been like a that kind of that face to face. Yeah, kinda. I don't know. People don't just walk up to you and tell you their deepest darkest secrets. Not really, and I don't know if I want them to. I'm just I I don't I never feel like I can help somebody <laughs> in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't know that that's my strength. I uh, I like to think about questions yeah. and then finding creative ways to try to answer those questions. That's my favorite. Uh, I feel like I, I mean, I kind of like thought about like doing counseling, mm -hmm. but because uh, I kind of start started getting into psychology mainly because of the like just intellectual like I like learning, uh, and people do kind of come up to me and tell me shit too right? much. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't. I feel like I, I care about like people one on one. Yeah, but I like I, like. Backing up, like I don't really care about people. Right. Really. Like so. that's the funny part yeah. is I'm very introverted. Mm. I don't do social things. Mm. Like uh, I have maybe three friends, um, and I, you will probably hear me say all the time, I hate people. Yeah. I do as a as a just general yeah. statement. General I do not like humans. Mm. They're evil. They destroy every. They're a parasite, and mm. they disgust me. Mm. But. Here I am. Yeah. I'm, but if you get me one-on-one -on -one with a person and they mm. just open up their heart and soul to me, mm. it gives me that window of, I don't know that, just that, almost that untouched part in them that's yeah. vulnerable and still good. I get one, to one experience that, that. thinking a lot about is like locus of control. And that's kind of like, I'd like to talk to you guys about like research that I'd like to do, but uh, locus of control as in like I, I feel like I see people in both ways as in like if I were to talk to you and you tell me your problems, mm -hmm. I would say like hey this is what you gotta do like you gotta like not think about your problem. like you know yeah top it out like but then like also if I just look at you from the outside it's like that person has it really hard these are all the things that like are bad and then like it. Like, sure, they're an asshole. I'm not really talking about you. But, <laughs> uh, it's like, sure, that person's an asshole, but, like, there's reasons why they're an asshole. And then, so, like, you know, it's like almost the like... fundamental attribution error. It's almost like if, like, seeing a person from... Like, I, I give them a free pass for being an asshole, but, like, in one-on-one, -on -one, I, like, I would tell them, don't be an asshole, like, you know? But then also, like, in, I can step back and be like, I understand what that person. So once asshole. that, once you have that alliance with some, with somebody, like, you'd be more likely to tell a friend, like, hey, you need to calm down, mm. versus like a stranger. Yeah, but I, but like what I was saying is like you gotta have almost those because some people don't have the kind of like whenever you get to somebody and like even like though you know like all the things that like. 
well, their mother used to beat them every day, like something like that. And then it's like, well, yeah, but you're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. And they're still like mean to the person and like almost not understanding the situation what, or yeah, the circumstances. What, yeah. It gets kind of fuzzy because you also hear about those people who are assholes or, you know, they always have an excuse for what they do. Mm. Like, oh, well, this happened to me. Mm. But then at the same time, that happened to them. It, yeah. it can be hard. It can be traumatizing. Mm. But there's some people who take it too far and they just use that as an excuse yeah. for their whole life and for their actions. You still have to take responsibility. Mm. But at the same time, you have to understand, like, they've been through something that you will never understand. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like as an individual, you, or at least... I, I try to downplay the problems that I have and not give them too much power That's to, I <laughs> to, I mean, because I mean, uh, other people always have things worse and you got to try to be the best person. Wait, <laughs> <that laughs> she? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this has been our yeah, conversation for a long time. Topic. I, yes. I, there are certain things that I do, um, because, you know, we've all had things happen to us, but yeah. the way that I look at it is like, oh, well, you know, this awful thing never happened to me, so, like, there's no reason why I should be like this. Like, I'm fine. Mm. It wasn't that bad. Because mm. there's always way worse things that could have yeah. happened to you. And then Rose has been teaching me, like, that doesn't minimize what happened to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it affected... Just because someone else had it worse doesn't mean you were affected less by yeah. what happened to you. Yeah, I mean, everything's relative. It's hard to yeah. accept because you don't, you don't want to compare yourself. Or just like now, um, I, I don't have a lot of money. There's people in other parts of the world who don't have enough water. Yeah. And it's very hard to feel sorry for myself. Yeah. You, you do minimize it. You're like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, yeah. these people are have it so much worse. Mm. And that's an extreme example. But yeah. I do the same thing with, like, my problems or any past events in life I'm always like oh it, it's fine it wasn't that bad yeah. like it shouldn't affect me but it does where do you stand I mean if it's kind of like a, a thing that you guys talk about do you think that there should be uh I don't know a happy medium or like is there a perfect state of like you looking at your problems or should you always kind of like feel differently depending on what you're thinking about okay I've been on both ends of it mm. and so it's easier for me to recognize it in others not in a judgmental way but more in a helpful way like mm -hmm. I have with her I've been that person where I internalize so there's a difference between internalizers and externalizers externalizers would be the people you guys were talking about earlier where they blame others or mm -hmm. their victims and things like that because it happened to them and they don't want to even take a little bit of responsibility for what they played in it and like and it is true like as in like something terrible did happen to them right and because of that like they act that way but then there's also learned helplessness mm -hmm. where you completely give up yeah i have had a very colorful past colored with trauma mm. <laughs> by color i mean trauma yeah um it's not a good thing and i was in i am an internalizer but to be able to come to terms with the fact that i didn't have control over the things that happened to me up to a certain point. Yeah. Once I was an adult, whatever happened to me after that was on me. Yeah. That's how I look at it. So it was a motivator to be successful, to prove everyone wrong. Mm. But then my sister is the 
opposite almost because she has let that really impact her in a negative way. I don't mm. think it's because she, she thinks she's a victim. It's not to be manipulative. She truly believes that she's been held back in, in a way. Yeah. And so it's really personality differences. But I swayed, like you said. You, yeah. It's almost like you're driving on a road and you are driving from, from one ditch to another until you level out. You reach mm. that equilibrium. Do you think that you should reach an equilibrium or do you think that there, there are times when you should be extreme. look at things, may, like maybe not extreme, but look yeah. at things uh, as in like, no, that was somebody else's fault. And then sometimes when it was like, no, I could have done something Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you can ever just stay yeah. centered. If something, right, <laughs> but if there's something bad that happened to you and you literally had no control over it, I think you need to put the blame on that person. Yeah. You don't deserve to take that upon yourself. How would you, especially in trauma that happens to children, mm. how in the world would they have any control over that? Yeah. But children love to blame themselves. Mm. It's very natural. And so when you grow up blaming yourself, mm. you become an adult who blames yourself. I, let, I mean, let, let's talk about something specific because we've been talking about... Like, Very broad. Yeah. Uh, let's say a child that's been molested. Correct. And then obviously that's not their fault. Right. Although they were wearing something. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, something happened to them, obviously not their fault. Right. But at some point, <clears throat> should they kind of think, well, I'm... Not so much like I'm going to take that in stride because not like that makes your life any better. But like as in like that happened, but I'm not going to let it ruin my life. Right. Yeah. As in like it's almost like it happened to me, but it had nothing to do with me. Like you can say you can look at it like it happened to me, but it doesn't have to ruin my life. Whereas other people would be like. And this ruined my life. Like I'm like you know I'm like this because of this, and then like you know. The confusing part is you can feel like your life is ruined, but you go on with your day-to-day -day monotonous tasks. Yeah. And so to the outside world, you're doing great. You're succeeding. You're yeah. accomplishing things because you're using that as um, a way to avoid thinking about yeah. it. But inside, you're this empty shell of a human being. Mm -hmm. And so it's really up to you how you want to see that your life has been ruined like you were talking like completely debilitating you like yep. maybe even suicide later on or just staying in bed versus someone who might be avoiding it and so they're just like going yep. and they do not stop yep. they're just very dedicated to even succeeding or in it failing or putting yep. themselves in bad situations yep. if that made any sense at all yeah yeah um uh, I'm glad that we got here because I wanted to talk about race also. Um, do you think, like, I, I see a lot of, how many Hispanic people do we have, like, right now on the, like, site five? Five. Mm -hmm. Five. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a high percent. And, and you two are, like, two of the main people. In right. The like, uh, what's your ethnicity? Or background. Why are you brown? Why am I brown? My mom is brown. <laughs> uh, my mom's Panamanian and my dad is white. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me Panamanian. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. drop, one drop. the one drop yeah. rule. So. Mm -hmm. Why are you brown? And I am half Spanish from Spain mm -hmm. and half Iranian 
mm. half Persian. Mm. Do you, oh, how how do you guys feel about being Hispanic, Latino? I don't know, like Latino, Latino. I. It's such a listen, guys. Mm. There's so many differences within Latin culture. Yeah. And and I in people who are ignorant of that. Yeah. Not you know it's not their fault maybe, mm. but they don't understand that and they bunch it all up. Mexican. And it, and, and there's so many differences within mm. these cultures yeah. that you could go to two different Hispanic countries and they're like worlds apart to yeah. where you. I don't even think you should. Yeah. Bunch them up. I Just get it, ethnicity-wise, but Kinda. but whenever you talk about ethnicity, people incorporate culture. Yeah. And that can be so different. Like yeah. culture in Spain is completely different than culture in Mexico, or culture from Mexico, I'm sure, is completely different than mm. you know somewhere else. And yeah. so, anyway, that part is frustrating because you say like, oh, I'm Hispanic, and people are like, oh, okay. So you're Mexican. Yeah. At least so here in like, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, and like, oh, so you eat Mexican food. Mm. It's food in Spain that has nothing to do with Mexican yeah. food. It's like Mediterranean. It has yeah. nothing to do with it. And so it's just these assumptions that make it a little bit frustrating yeah. whenever you're just bunched into a group. Mm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, but anyway, so that part is frustrating. But I do like, not educating, but like, showing people other parts of that kind of culture mm. that they didn't know about because they had no idea that it, there were so many differences. Yeah. So I like that part of it, but I don't like the assumptions and the... That uh, comes from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys proud to be Hispanic, Latino? I am now. Now? Yes. Mm. Um, because my dad is white. Mm. Uh, he, his parents are white and they weren't overtly racist so they'd say things about my hair texture because it's curly mm. or how I wasn't like a stick thin even though I was skinny mm. I was thicker because obviously Latinos are sexy mm. too <laughs> that's what I refer to it as now uh, and so they'd say oh you're really dark or oh you're getting too big to fit through this door or things like that mm -hmm. and so I would avoid the sun I would straighten my hair I would you know try to get as pale as possible I wouldn't yeah. speak Spanish in front of them I mean I really pushed it away hard yeah. and until I removed them from my lives I didn't remove them from the planet I just mm -hmm. stopped talking to them um, <laughs> no murder here <laughs> I was able to start embracing those things and then I yeah. sought it out yeah. I listened to more music. I got back in touch with those things. I spoke more Spanish. Mm. And so now I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah. But before, I would literally say things like, I'm white with a good tan. Yeah. And I truly believed that. Mm. And then it took a lot of rejection from white culture saying, you're not white, your blood is tainted, etc. Mm. I was like, why am I trying to be a part of a culture that doesn't want to claim me in the first place? Yeah. And then I almost developed like an anger towards white culture, even though yeah. I wanted to be in it so badly. Yeah. I think now, obviously, um, luckily with psychology and stuff, you start to learn things about in-group, out-group, and mm. it almost makes it hard for you to be mad at anybody sometimes. Yeah. Because you understand their behavior and they're really not as in control yeah. as they think they are. And so, anyway, I'd like to embrace both because mm -hmm. they're good aspects to all cultures. Yeah. What, what's white culture? 
I would say white culture is America's dominant culture. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean any social rules or constructs that we mm -hmm. have here in America are the dominant white culture. Because I, I, I feel... Uh, I feel kind of weird because I, I don't seek out, like, you know, my Hispanicness, but also I don't deny it. Like, if people right. ask me, like, where, I am, where I'm from, I know I have, like, an accent, and um, I don't know, it, I don't deny it, but I don't feel like I, I don't know if, like, I'm not proud, it's not that I'm... I'm not going I, around shouting it out. Yeah, because I, I, I don't even understand, like... I think it's the difference be between proud, being like, ashamed, well, yeah, I'm not that ashamed. would be more obvious than pride. Yeah. yeah. If you're ashamed, which I was, yeah. and I guess that's why I mean, yes, I'm proud because I'm no longer ashamed. Mm -hmm. I'm not embarrassed. I don't avoid telling people. Yeah. Mm. Or the language. Yeah. Yeah, I think it also has to do with some people identify themselves as being a certain type of ethnicity and a part of the culture and stuff, and that's, that's like part of how they define themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas, like, I'm kind of the same as you. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think of it in one way or another. I don't seek it out. I don't hide it. I mean, I listen to Spanish music. I speak Spanish mm -hmm. at home. Like, I'm fine with it. Yep. But it's not even something I give a second thought to. Yeah. As to, you know, yeah, like, I'll say, oh, yeah, I'm Spanish. But that's not, like, how I, like, that's not who I am as a person. Like, right. I'm not just, that's not my that's definition. Not who I am, just because I'm yeah. brown. That doesn't define... That's not your whole person. Yeah. There's so much more. And honestly, I think I've been a little bit more oblivious to discrimination. Um, Sorry. Because I never... I, and maybe it's because I look a little yeah. bit more ambiguous that I didn't feel like I experienced any type of discrimination for the most part. But I've just never thought that where you're from is a big deal. Mm. You know what I mean? So I've never... Also, like, I, I wonder because... Do you, because you can pass as white, and you're pretty light. Uh, do you think, have you ever maybe experienced like a change of perception to you when people find out that like you're his, again, I don't know the word, like Hispanic? Spanish. Spanish. No, I have not experienced any type of obvious like changes in people's mm. behaviors. Usually they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, mm. I've never had any really negative experiences. The one thing that has made me kind of frustrated in the past is like whenever people will ask me, I'll say, oh, I'm from Spain, I'm half Spanish and half Persian, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, that's cool, when did you come here? And I'll say, when I was eight, and then they're like, oh, you're American. Mm -hmm. That frustrates me, not because I have a problem with yes. being American, I'm a citizen, like, yeah. that's fine, but it's almost like they're washing away my entire past. Yeah. And, and parts that are part of me and my mm -hmm. culture. And that, I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys, but yeah. I guess because I was eight, yeah. this yeah. young enough to where they are like, oh, you're in your culture because yeah, they don't know what's that. going on in the home. Yeah. Right, because you can come here at whatever age. I mean, I still live with my parents and we still live in right. a Spanish type culture. Like, yeah. We speak Spanish, we eat you know, Certain Spanish food. things, yeah, or Persian me too. food. And so, it, it's frustrating because when they say, I mean, not really anymore, but when I, I was younger, when they I was would say too. that, and it's almost like, don't take away my culture experiences and my America. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like to me, it's almost like the, almost the opposite because, uh, 
I mean, and I don't look white, and uh, I do have like a little bit of an accent, uh, and and people also I kind of feel like some people are like more sensitive to the accent, like to where like some people like can't hear it, and some people are like. You're not from here, like you know. That's so offensive. Though. That happens to me. People always think I'm from Canada or from the north because I say mm. I, I guess I say my O's weird. Mm. But anyway, go on. And then some mm. people are like, "Oh, you sound like you're from here." Yeah, right. It, yeah, I think I've been asked why I don't have an accent. Mm. So, so, so then that it makes me think that it's almost like because uh, I came here when I was 11. So then, like I, I've already been here for longer than. Mm. I've been over there, and not that I feel like, hey, I'm Venezuelan, or hey, I'm American, like, you know, Yeah. but it's almost like the opposite to where, like, here, like, like they dismiss your, yeah, uh, like, your they categorize you as, and then, yeah. to me, like, they dismiss my, I, I don't want to say, how long have you been here, yeah, like, yeah, as in, like, you're not from here, like, that's you've the, been here yeah, yeah, but I've been here longer than from yeah. over there. And Isn't it strange? But how were you raised in your home? You know what I mean? What cultural values? But see, it's kind of weird because like back in Minnesota, we were kind of like middle class. And mm-hmm. like I, I, it's kind of like I, I was raised a little bit American or mm-hmm. not so much American-American, but like I grew up watching like MTV and Nickelodeon. Yeah. So like whenever I came here, I could still talk about the same shit because like that's what I like I mean that I was already exposed to that culture mm-hmm. uh, and then I mean just eventually I started to speak English and I could like communicate better but like I I was still kind of like and I like I said like I listened to or I watched a lot of MTV like back in Minnesota so I knew a lot like my favorite bands were like you know the same American bands you're more familiar yeah. with the culture, and so it wasn't like as much of a shock, or yeah. like you kind of felt like you already belonged and fit in. Yeah, like yeah. It, it wasn't that much of a shock coming here. And then I, I don't know if you guys get the like you're too white for the brown people, too brown for the white people. Too, uh, yes. So I've learned to might. be whatever it is. Yeah. They need mm-hmm. me to be in that moment, but a lot of the times, funnily enough is that people will think I'm black yeah. and I just don't even correct them. Yeah. And then I'm being too white. I'll yeah. get that mainly in that aspect when they're thinking that I'm black yeah. versus Hispanic or mm-hmm. Latino because a lot of people aren't really familiar with how you should be yeah. when you say you're Panamanian because mm-hmm. they don't even know where the hell it is. Mm-hmm. So I'll just be like, fine, I'm black today. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and so and I, when I came here, my first friend was white, but then she went got homeschooled not important second friend black still my friend to this day Mm -hmm. i feel like black culture and latin culture have more similarities than white american cultures and hispanic cultures i feel like it's almost the the similarity of that they both to some extent feel like an outgroup yes they kind of like outgroup but at the same time they're very collectivistic yeah they pulled a lot of weight in respect uh you know you're respecting your elders you know not talking back mm-hmm. types of things like that that i learned right away yeah um but in white culture for the most part not a blanket statement because yeah. i don't know um those kids are allowed to be more independent yeah. and so parents might let them kind of test the waters yeah. 
talk back, say certain mm. things, and oh, they're just exploring, and mm. you know, sure, that's probably good for them, but like, I wasn't allowed to even be around kids yeah. like that. I felt like I was gonna get my ass beat just yeah. for having a white <laughs> friend who talked back to their parent, like, yeah. so, again, <laughs> the funny but <laughs> even now, you still have that thing you can bond about, so even if we're not, like, embracing our Latino-ness, one of the things that will get me to be closer with someone automatically is if we share that thing that makes us more alike. Yeah. So I'm probably more likely to be more open to a brown person than I am a white person just because yeah. we already have that. That barrier's already down. Mm-hmm. We've already experienced some of the same things. Yeah. Or, oh, you speak Spanish, now we can talk shit about people in Spanish and fuck yeah. everyone else. Or... I don't know if you watch Le Juan, but he does really funny Spanish videos, like little clips. Like yeah. And uh, like, her and I will watch those all day and crack up, and mm. no one gets it because they don't know. But like, yeah. that's something that our culture shared, like getting smacked by your mom if you talk back, things yeah. like that, where they make mm. kind of a joke out of it. But mm. anyway, I feel like I went off. Or topic. like, you can't touch the thermostat because yeah. there's no money, and you can't. Mm. Touch right, the or don't touch the decorative towels. Mm. <laughs> But see, it, well, I mean, yeah. See. But also, like, I, I wonder how much of that is, like, actual culture. Like, you know, right. Right? because it's not, like, explicit, no. in-your-face culture. Like, you know, like, we eat tacos. Like, it's not something that no. you can actually put your finger on. It's just, like, it's just, these be- these yeah. behaviors or mm. But when you see phrases. it, you know, and that's yeah. Both yeah, when you see it, you yeah. know. On those videos. Because, <laughs> again, also, like, I feel like if we had a white person here and, like, we, we were to tell them that, it's like, white kids talk back to their parents. Like, whoa. That's They're like, no, I get smacked for that. Yeah. Right. And I've experienced that. Yeah. But it still doesn't undo that schema that I have. And yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like, I mean, also like kind of growing up here, like, I did see that to where, like, I would go to a friend's house and they're like, it's like, shut up, mom's like, Damn, what, really? <laughs> right, like you thought your yeah. mom was going to walk yeah. in the front door and hit you. Or just yeah. any person older than you. Yeah. yeah. Like one time, even now, like I, uh, when I first started college, my friend one time started arguing with our French professor, who's like this 80 year old woman. Yeah about his grade and like the way he talked to her I was like oh Jesus like that's not I was allowed. like that is so you do not address yeah. people like that who are your, your elders, elders yeah. or, or any like a professor yeah. anything like that like mm-hmm. you give a certain amount of respect I mean obviously there's a line if somebody tries to murder you even if they're yeah. older than you okay but I'm <laughs> saying in just everyday yeah. conversation you know you just don't do that and yeah. it's that's a big difference mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that, well, uh, what I was thinking when you were saying that, it's like, I, it's like you shouldn't be rude in general. I you know, agree, yeah. but is that because we were raised that way? You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. And that's one of the yeah. bigger cultural differences I've noticed. Mm. And I don't, not Latino, but like I said, the collectivistic versus individualistic. Mm. Collectivistic are always more likely to show more respect. Yeah. From what I've seen, yeah. what I've read, Asian you know, Hispanic, black, mm. all cultures other than really like white or European or, Brit- you know, more obviously individualistic, like I yeah. said. And so I think you'll find. There's a lot of because I mean, white people are also like Italians, but like Italians also have that kind of. Like, yeah. yeah, I was going to say it's kind of weird because. Um, but I don't like Western, Italians white. 
Mm. Western Europe is considered yeah, kind of a little brownish. more yeah. individualistic, you know, like yeah. Spain, France, Germany. Um, but however, we still have kind of those key, mm. uh, mm. like, rules. not rules, but like social norms of respect and stuff. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't consider Spain collectivistic. I would consider it more individualistic and more, you know, Western. But In when family. it comes to certain things, yeah, like you, yeah. you don't talk back to your mom or your mm. dad. Stuff like that is still very key. Mm. Um, even though they're still more individualistic, I would say. But there's, like, I don't know. As yeah. far as respect and social norms, I think they're more collectivistic. What you do in your free time, mm -hmm. you go, you know, like, I didn't hang out with friends after school or on the weekends. Yeah. You spent time with your mm. family. Period. Dinner at the yeah. table every day. No yeah. dinner in front of TV. Like that's not a thing. Yeah, you know. See, it, it, and again, like, cause I had, I guess, like a mixture of that mm -hmm. to where, like, for sure, I would go. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not religious anymore, but like, for sure, I would go to. Even though that, like, I, I, after a certain point, I told my parents, like, right. I, I don't believe in this. Um, but like, I would go like Sunday's family day, mm -hmm. again, and then that's the thing that you don't break. Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, you have the times where. It is like family time mm -hmm. to where I, I don't know if like maybe again like in white culture it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are family times, right? Like you know, and maybe like that's why for them like those holidays are like so mm -hmm. important, important because like maybe they don't have yeah like, that connection or like the well. stereotype that Latinos are always party. Yeah. Like every weekend. Yeah. Which is true. <laughs> but then again, we really did. But what's a party? You know what I mean? What? That the like whole the family gets where... together and yeah. we put on music and it's... we have a good time. Like, yeah. That's just normal. It's more family like, oriented. Yeah. Oriented where, where like every weekend. Like it's Your a family. party, but like right. It's like a party. family reunion yeah. every Saturday. As opposed to like here. Every weekend it's a party, but like yeah, everyone just does their own, their own thing. thing. And it is more spread out. Like it's not uncommon for you to live in one state. You know, you're going to school, work, yeah. or whatever. Your cousins live in another state. You yeah. know, your parents live in another state. Yeah. In Spain, that's pretty. That's not common. Right. Like, yeah. And it's like like you guys are saying. Every weekend it'd be my aunts, my uncles, my Someone cousins. Comes over. And it yeah. wasn't even that many of us, but all of us. So what? Yeah. What they would consider more of extended family here. Yeah. That's no, family there. Like that's not like my cousin. What are yeah. you talking about extended family? That's like my sibling. Like the exactly. Close. Which brings me to the point that uh, from what I've seen is that you adopt the role that you have earned. Mm -hmm. And so I have never called my cousins cousins. I've called them my nieces and nephews because I've always been more of an aunt. Mm -hmm. But technically, they're my second cousins. Yeah. But you don't you don't see it like, like that. You, you yeah, you you pretty much yeah, yeah you you're either like a sibling or an aunt, and it just mm -hmm. really depends on who you've been to that person. And I have adopted the role of mother of almost everyone in the family because I stepped up to the plate, and that's what I became. Mm -hmm. And it's like someone has to fulfill those roles. Yeah. So I feel, and then even with the elder thing, every person that was older than me or a friend of my parents was an aunt or an uncle. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was, you guys are successful, good for you. Like you, you guys are in the master's program, not a lot of people no. get to that point. No. Um, we should be pregnant. Mm. <laughs> but again, that's the thing, like statistically you guys should be pregnant. Yeah. Like why do you think you're not? Uh, statistically I should yeah. be screwed. 
mm. and living my nightmare life. Mm. But yeah, because also like uh, I've been like I've been thinking about that, and I feel again like we came here when I was eleven, and it was hard for a long time. It's a little easier now, um, but like both my parents, like back in Minnesota, they have. They, my mom has like an associates, and like my dad has like a master's and a whole bunch of other degrees. So I, I never felt quite, not so much a, a minority, but kind of like how like sometimes people come here, their parents never went to college, and they're always poor, and everyone around them is always poor. Like I never felt that way, even though that like I mean we were poor for a long time, but. The, the mentality wasn't that of, like, poor. Uh, right. You know? Well, because you grew up... Okay, there's a book called... It's something about poverty. And I think it has more to do with your SES status versus your culture. Mm. And there are rules to your, your financial category. Mm. And so, because you grew up middle class, like you started out middle class in Venezuela, yeah. right? So you were already primed with those unspoken rules that college is something that yeah. you do. It's not a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. Whereas poverty culture yeah. is more like, yeah, it would be great to go to college, but why would I waste my time dreaming? Yeah. It's not really a possibility because no one's done it. Mm -hmm. And so I think the reason I was able to even succeed was because my dad provided that small window of possibility. Mm -hmm. And if you don't even have that, how do people expect you to do it? Yeah. My mom didn't go to school. Mm -hmm. I mean, she finished high school, but my dad grew up middle class. Mm -hmm. And so he had those unspoken rules yeah. that he brought then to the family. And so he always said, you're going to go to college. You're smart. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's almost like, to me, like, I mean, I'm 25, I'll be 26 here in a little bit, and... I thought you were way younger. Well, yeah, see, because I'm stupid. It's, it's taken me forever to, to graduate. No, I guess black don't crack. And black don't crack. <laughs> um, or brown don't crack. But, like, I feel like I should have been graduated, like, a long time ago, and then I feel like sometimes it's almost like the Hispanic community wants to be, like, you should like you're Latino and you're here at this point. You're in college. You should be proud of yourselves. Like I'm ashamed of myself. Like I haven't because like, it I'm, took too long. Yeah, I felt like that for a mm. long time, but Me I'm too. over it now. Mm. Um, I started at 21, and so mm. I was around a bunch of 18 year olds. Mm. I mean, from 18 to 21, it's not that pretty, much difference. Yeah. But it gets in your head for some reason. Like at 21, oh, at 22, I should be done. Yeah. Like oh, right now I should be getting my doctorate already. Yeah. I should be done with my doctorate or almost done. Yeah. Um. But I, it bothered me for a very long time, and somehow I switched my mentality um, in saying, I mean, this is the youngest you're going to be, you're doing it now, and everybody has different life paths. I had experiences when I was 18 to 21 that I, am, I would never want to change. They've built me that if I would have yeah. started at 18 I would probably not have been successful yeah I wasn't in that place I wasn't ready yeah I was totally lost yeah and I don't know like as much as it sucks being a little bit older and yeah. feeling like you should be here and you're not mm. those experiences are part of of you now mm. and I wouldn't want to change that yeah so I've kind of altered my thinking but it did bother me for a mm. long time because I felt like a failure I was like 
look at all these 20 year olds they're yeah they got their lives together like they're in school they're doing mm -hmm. great and i'm like you know late 20s now but i mean mm -hmm. i'm i don't know like i'm grateful for all of my experiences and and the path that yeah. got me here i guess as cheesy as that sounds mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to switch that. And then always, like, I hear older professors um, tell me how young this age is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? They're saying it for a reason. Like, believe mm -hmm. them. I had one professor who told me that he went through college and decided to start from scratch at 25 and go into a completely different yeah. field when he felt very old at that time. Yeah. But you know what? He did it. It doesn't matter now how old he was when he did He did what he wanted, and now that's what he does. You know what I yeah. mean? So it really doesn't matter that much. Mm. You're going to get there. Yeah. Like, and when you're 40, mm. what's it going to matter that your doctorate came a few years after this person you'll both have one yeah you had different life paths like it's not mm. you know what i mean i guess i mean being successful for longer like you're not like mm, but yeah so like, that's fine oh, <laughs> do you want to trade your your experiences i mean but that that's the thing of like i guess being proud of who you are like uh i don't know what i was gonna say like because I, I i mean i did have i did fuck around a lot but also like there were some tough times but also i'm, I'm proud of like of working yeah. yeah yeah no i think i mean i moved uh all the way across the country when i was 18 instead mm. of going to college and that was hard and but my god like it was amazing yeah. at the same time yeah as hard as it was that like i can be proud that i did that mm. at 18 you know what yeah. i mean like i'll always be proud of that because it's scary mm. and I don't know to kind of have that young courage and like I don't know like yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything like if you say if you could have gone back and started college at 18 instead of doing what you did I would I yeah. wouldn't change it like I'm I'm proud of it and yes struggle and I did waste time and mm. but I wasn't ready then yeah and you know you know I'm ready now all right well that's good stuff that's good successful I didn't fart once, so... Maybe. <laughs> Did you get to talk about all the stuff you wanted with the culture stuff? Uh, because I was thinking, I had something else to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Now it seems like it's out of topic. No, go but ahead. I, I, a lot of times have felt like because I'm half Spanish, half Persian, yeah. born in Spain, and then came here at eight, yeah. I've never felt fully anything. Yeah. And always a little lost and always like I don't belong anywhere because... Persian culture, I don't speak Farsi, so I don't feel like I belong when I'm around Persian people. And your dad is... Uh, my, my dad is the Persian, Persian okay. yeah. So, when I go to Spain, I don't feel fully yeah. Spanish. Like, sometimes I'll say, oh, you have a little accent now that you've been mm -hmm. away for so long. When I'm here, I don't feel fully like whatever it is I'm yeah. supposed to feel here. You know what I mean? I always feel a little bit out of place. Is that good or is that bad? I like it in a way, mm -hmm. but in another way, I've never gone somewhere and and was able to say, oh, I'm home. Yeah. Which never sounds super really impressive, like yeah. but yeah. I've never felt that, yeah. and I don't know if I ever will. And that, I I, I look at people who can say that, mm -hmm. and, it, and it seems nice. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel the same way to where, like, I... I'm, like yes and no because I, I've 
I don't feel 100% American and I don't feel 100% like Venezuelan. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But um, I, I have felt, I guess, I mean, moments to where like I'm home and it, it's not necessarily like, I don't know, I guess like m my moments of feeling like home are just small moments where like with my friends or small moments when I'm just happy or like, um, like I, I, I've looked a little bit into like meditation and like being in the moment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like reassuring or being aware and like telling myself like I'm happy. And, and like, like re being able now. to realize that, that you're happy and not just like overthinking it. Letting the moment kind of like fly by and not thinking about it because yeah. I feel like some people are like, I'm always depressed, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, not yesterday. You had a good day yesterday. Like, what, like you know. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, I never, I never felt at home either. And I think that might be something that a lot of mixed people mm. struggle with as well as people who've come from a different country. Yeah. Because and when it's both, and then like you're both extra. because you don't, yeah. And also, even when we came here, it's constant moving. Yeah, you, you never, never get been to in settle down. Place. Yeah, and like I can't fully relate to my mom. I can't fully relate to my dad. Mm. Uh, and nobody accepts you fully. Yeah, you can see that. You can feel that, even yeah. if it's unspoken. You know when someone's looking at you mm. because you're brown. Yeah, or because of your accent. Yeah, or because you're a woman. But uh. I don't know, I've always felt more at home with other mixed people. Mm. Like you. Because mm. we have all those yeah, things like, in common. Yeah. Like, if, you know, you've had those experiences where you have a friend who's from a different culture. And while that's great, because I love meeting people from mm. different cultures and stuff. But at the same time, when when you feel like nobody has your exact culture mm -hmm. and the sense of being yeah. mixed like that. Yeah. It's like you'll Someone hear something or, it. yeah, like, like you'll hear something super funny, like those videos we watch, mm -hmm. and like nobody cares or thinks it's funny, but then when somebody gets it, um, yeah, it validates it's like that the best, you. and it's that unspoken mm -hmm. thing you're talking about, like you yeah. can't even put your finger on it, but mm -hmm. you just, once, like the feeling when someone actually gets it, because mm -hmm. they've had part of that experience, yeah. it's yeah. like... Also, it's I'm kind of happy being an outsider. Like, I like it. And also, like, I'm kind of like a loner, so, like, I... I've learned to embrace yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say that earlier, that you just... Mm. You you start to feel so different yeah. than everyone else, and then it goes back to what you said, like, mm. whether or not you embrace it or yeah. you let it destroy you. Yeah. And it's like, I've learned, luckily, to start to embrace it. Like, you know what? I am different, mm. and whatever that is in me that makes me different, I'm going to be able to help yeah. someone because of it. Yeah. I feel like because of all my experiences, I'm more relatable mm. and I'm more likely to understand what someone else is going through mm. just because my emotional pool is not shallow. Yeah. Yeah. I also, like, going back, like, I have been, I don't know, mistaken or, like, assumed uh, to be black. I used to have dreadlocks and, like, I used <laughs> cool. to have, like, a fro. Like, it, my hair's, like, not, like, black people. It's curly. curly, but it, like, it's, it is yeah, curly. Me it too. froze. So here in like Oklahoma, I, they assume. Yeah, so I have passed as black yep. before. Mm. Did you have black friends growing up? Uh, let me see. Like who? Yes and no. What group were you? I don't know because in, in I didn't have kind of like how you said like that you moved a lot. I 
I came here when I was eleven, like in sixth grade, mm -hmm. and then I had I like finished sixth grade in one school, and then we moved. Then seventh grade in another school, then eighth grade in another school, and then yeah. like, we moved again. And then high school, I actually stayed there. So then, like I mean, for those like three years, like I, I didn't have time to right. make friends really. And also, I'm kind of quiet and me polluter, too. So. <clears throat> And that's what I was saying, the whole people think I'm intimidating yeah. thing, like it's more, I made myself appear to be intimidating because I was very scared to be judged. Yeah. And so no one approached me. And so I was either a loner or I was fighting yeah. because of one reason or another. Yeah. And so I didn't really make a lot of friends. I made like one friend. Mm. Yeah. And, but other than that, I wasn't ever part of a clique or a group. Yeah. Me neither. I never... in, in high school, I had time to actually... Like so, okay. and again, it's not like I want to be friends with you guys. They kind of pick right, me. Right, exactly. Like, it's, it's more like, oh, Rose is my best friend. So yeah. many people but say well, that, and I'm like, <laughs> because I know so much about them. But I'm, yeah. like, if they really stop and think, do they know anything about me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I, I think people also think that I'm intimidating, but they're, they're, I feel like it's been like, I don't know, I'm a cup, and then you add like a whole bunch of things, and then like those things mix them up that's what what's made me like not being 100% like confident in the way that, that I speak like that had had something to do with me being so quiet because I don't want to mm -hmm. speak and then also I feel like just naturally I'm like quiet yeah. so then that had something to do with it and then I feel like also kind of like I don't know if like being a man but as in like like being stoic and like not showing emotion is like an appreciated quality in being a man. So I, I mean, I grew up trying to like, and it's not so much that I try, it's just that I, uh, that's kind of how I am, but yeah. also how it's like also like reinforced. reinforced. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't like to show emotion. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. So then people like I always have like this face. Resting bitch face. Yeah. So Me then too. people think that I'm mad or people think that, you know. The worst. Yeah. I'm they think the worst. Yeah. But I also, you'd fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to get bullied, what do you do? You look like an asshole. Mm -hmm. Especially if you come from a different country. Yeah. Like, that's scary enough. The invisible one. Right. You would try to be invisible, or yeah. you're like, I'm confident and no one will ever fuck with me, period. Yeah. And so I grew up with that mentality. Like, if I was aggressive, like, I fought regularly. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just like, I, I guess I've believed that fake confidence for so like now yeah. now it's real luckily but before it was not and i think that people have a big problem with confidence especially confident mm -hmm. women you think confident women have a problem with being confident like with other no, confident i think people other are? people have a problem with confident they perceive women. it oh, they okay, don't okay. perceive it as confident they, they perceive, perceive it as, it as like being confrontational bitch. aggressive Mm -hmm. a bitch. It's a struggle. Yeah. It's a very big Give struggle. Give me an example of a time when either of you... Personally? Yeah. Oh, fucking every day. <laughs> Anytime I'm assertive Yeah. in any form, because obviously I can't fight anymore. It's not allowed, and that's aggressive <laughs> and confrontational. So I've learned to turn that into more assertiveness, where I'm yeah. polite, but I get the point across. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's hard to get the they point across. They do not like it. Yeah. They don't. Especially men. Mm. They will look at me like I... And they'll, like, push me. You know what I mean? Not physically. Yeah. But they'll, like, stand their ground like we're going to fight. Yeah. And I have to then 
reciprocate that behavior. Mm. Luckily, I did fight a lot growing up, so I yeah. know those kind of body language signals. Yeah. But, like, even as a TA, if you'd ask someone to be quiet, we have to take a test, they would yeah. get mad or be rude or push you, push your yeah. boundaries, mm. and then you have to push back. Yeah. And then you turn into the bitch TA who's heartless and yeah. And if you just mm -hmm. observe, like I've seen, and uh, like no names or anything, but I've seen uh, a man tell somebody in the lab, mm -hmm. like hey, you're a direction or yeah. like a rule or like hey blah blah blah, and it's just like the whole thing is seems super neutral and like okay okay, okay. and then I'll like you right see a, a woman do it yeah and it's just like they it's get an so attitude different. they roll their eyes their and sometimes body i language. feel like is it me like is this in my head am no. i crazy like am i just seeing it because i'm a woman i don't know i question it a lot because yeah. i don't want to be one of those people who like i perceive my like i project yeah. my own perceptions onto reality yeah. if it's not that but i i we're really, psychology majors we oh we're here. Here. i know yeah. but i do think that i see many differences in when a man tells somebody something yeah. to do or something to not do something as when i try to do it or when like i yeah. see another woman try to give direction it's just perceived differently yeah. or at least it just appears that way to me I, well i've even tested it like i'll be nicer obviously with men like just I'll try to be like other women mm -hmm. and then they think that's like a free pass to be inappropriate yeah <laughs> yeah you can't be friendly because then it's either then they're like oh you look really good in those or, jeans yeah, or, or something start. really inappropriate mm -hmm. or sexual yeah and then you have to put that guard back up like no nope, I'm mm -hmm. gonna go back to being a bitch because it's safer yeah, that way yeah that's good because I also like try to again being a psychology major like I, I, I do like look back like how like have I ever done that because I, I try obviously not to like but I don't know because again those are like patterns that you have like that right. you just automatically like do so like have I done that do I react different to like female authority as yeah. opposed to like a, I probably do like and then I mean you guys probably react different to like female authority than to male authority because I mean it, it's been like they've done research to where like uh, well, even right. women will adopt that almost self-hate. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even women will also perceive other women as, as yeah. being a bitch yeah. instead of when if they're told something by a man, they're more accepting of it. Yeah. I, I, Very passive. Yeah. That is upsetting. Like, and I'm aware that mm. a lot of people do it. I've probably done it. We've all probably done it. But I try to be very yeah. conscious of that now. Yeah. Because when I see a powerful woman now, like, I admire that. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, like, that's the I confidence in the... <laughs> I've tried to stop doing that. I've really, I mean, there's a line. I've there's tried to stop line. like calling yeah. women sluts or yeah. whores yeah. or things, mm -hmm. and it becomes very natural, almost like calling people gay when you're not really yeah. meaning it like that. But it's just become a part of our culture. You just say those well, as also, insults. I feel like there's a difference. Be I mean, because you 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 brought like slut and like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between because almost like a bitch, you could use that towards, like, a powerful woman. Yeah, you know? yes. But slut, like, you do that to take away power, I guess, kind yes, of. Yes, you yeah. do that to cut them down. Yeah. Are, are there bitches? Like, as in, she's a bitch. Humans. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yes. I don't If you're just being outright hateful 
just mean as hell. And it's also interesting. For absolutely no reason. Yeah. And I, but I'll call man. And I call men bitches also. Yeah. (laughs) But also, like it's like that word has double meaning. Yes, because if you call a man a bitch, it's because he's being. It's not because he's being being, mean. It's because he's being like weak. Well, I mean it. But I mean it because he's being a bitch. But I've heard it both ways. Yeah. 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 I also try not to call men the p word anymore either. P. Oh, gotcha. I like to. I don't like to say it. It's disgusting. Don't say it. No, because I don't even know what it is. Oh, like the (laughs) (laughs) pee. Why are we like, we're adults, so we can say words. I don't like the word. It's it's just like the word moist. It's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the vagina. Oh, a pussy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to call people that. Yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah. Because uh, men have a right to their emotions. Yeah. No, so I understand. Saying, if you call someone a dick, that's being an asshole. But if you call someone the other thing, Can then they're being dicks? like... I do. I know. But, okay. I know, it's sexist. <laughs> I know. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, it's, like is, it really, is it really an insult at the end of the be, day? Is it an insult? But it's not like the, the... Does it hold as much weight as, like, slut or <laughs> cunt? But the thing is, like, it's kind of like bitch. Like, it's right. the male bitch. Like, as in, like, she's being a bitch. Yeah. She's being mean. She's being, like, Yeah, no. he's being a dick. He's being a dick. But he's it's really not that mean. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the other Men, one, it's like you're being, like, whiny or you're being scared. It's mm. way worse. It's bad. It has the double meaning it's of, It's got like, the weak meaning associated yeah. to it because it's a female related. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. annoying. Yeah. There's so many words for right. asshole that I feel like that's fine. And, and they, they apply to men and women. But it's always the. But I push myself away from those terms as well. Like I yeah. went out of my way to not be weak, mm-hmm. and so that's another reason mm-hmm. I fought so much. Like I wasn't gonna do the catty girl thing. Yeah. I was going to be like a guy, and so I was a tomboy. Like I fought other guys. I never fought a girl, mm-hmm. and I would like try to hold out with the best of them. Like I'd go and play football, and I would lift a lot of people. Then I got a hernia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I overdid it. Do you ever do like official like training like I don't know, fighting? Or, yeah. No, my dad was afraid that actually knowing real techniques to kill people that I would mm-hmm. like I was pretty angry. Yeah. So he didn't want me to. Do you think you could kill a person? And be okay. You, like, you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I That's think awesome. I could kill someone and go to sleep that night. Yeah. Yeah, because I it, I feel like I've thought about that. I think I could too. I mean, like, yeah. This is the type of incriminating thing <laughs> that you said that we happen. could that we could uh, Cut edit out. out. I'm because what if like tomorrow you kill somebody? I'm not. And I don't plan on call it. Me, like, hey. like I've gone to therapy, you know. Yeah. Like I've worked through my problems. Yeah. I've gotten a hold of my anger, and I'm yeah. using it in a productive manner. However, if someone walked through my door and tried to attack me or my yeah. children, I would kill them and not think twice about yeah. it. I would probably unload a gun, load it back up, and like unload it in them again because I'd be so mad. You shouldn't do that. I know you shouldn't yeah. do that, but no, you, you get really fully. fucking mad yeah. and you do those things. No, I understand. Because Also, I see things like almost like mechanically to where like you come into my house and I don't know you. Obviously, you weren't allowed to come into my house and right. you come into my house. I'm going to murder you. Right. Then, like everyone should do yeah. that. But they can't. Can we ask Some, you yeah. questions, or sure. is this a one-way? <laughs> finish well, what you're going to say. Finish what you're saying, because mine's a different topic. 
I have uh, um, one of the podcasts. Uh, well, no. I have this mace. It's to work out, but I also bought it because it's cool. It weighs ten pounds, and it's like a ball, like a metal ball made of steel with a long like thing. And then you, you work out, you do things. But also, I could murder people. You could bash their head in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ten I'm pounds doesn't it. sound like a lot of weight, but you don't like need you, a lot of weight if you like feel it. It's if you swing it hard enough, like yeah. someone's skull is going to be it, it, indented. Yeah, it, it'll be a mess. So yeah. if somebody like uh, I'm just like but see also, the thing like, is, I think about zombie apocalypse, right? Where you have like just but the that's clear. the thing. I, I wish there would be a zombie apocalypse yeah. so that I could clear out the list that I don't have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of the times. I don't do certain things because of the consequences. What do you mean? Like I had to stop fighting as soon as I turned 18 okay. because I don't want to go to jail, jail and it would stand in the way of my goals. Yeah. Now I have a husband, I have four kids that I've adopted, I can't go to prison for killing yeah. their pieces of shit mother. Yeah. Like I just, I can't afford to do that. But also you couldn't afford to do it before either, it would have fucked up your life too. As a Zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse comes. It's on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to survive. At least yeah. long enough to handle some things. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, yeah, I could definitely kill somebody. So? You said you are going into experimental. I'm just curious as to what you want to do. Uh, I, I was thinking, I mean, I've had like a lot of ideas. But like I was thinking of doing uh, locus of control stuff. I was thinking of asking people not just... Because I'm not sure if this has been done to where people think about other people's kind of locus of control. As in, like, why did this person do that? Was it their fault? Was it because of their environment? Because um, I, I also see that, like, with locus of control, like, with myself, it's a, if it's like, oh, like, I should try harder. Or, like, outside would be, like, it's hard to try harder because, like, this, this, and this, you know? Uh, so I, I was thinking of asking people questions, like in both internal and then external, because I was also thinking about like prejudice, as in like why don't why are so many black people blah blah blah, and then it's like it's because black people should like you know I went to college and it was really hard for me, and then like so I don't know why they don't, so black people suck, like you know, yeah, like, that, that's the kind of like I know exactly what yeah. you're saying because I've thought I've had that thought too, like. It could be easy for me to hate other people or use the fact that I've succeeded against someone else. Yeah. But I know how hard it was. Yeah. And every day I considered quitting and taking the easy way out. Yeah. And I didn't. So I think it's just being able to understand and be more open-minded. And, like, again, since you're looking at locus of control, you probably look into, like, fundamental attribution error and... Uh, self-control theory which we don't really talk about in the psych mm. department it's more of a sociology yeah. slash like criminal justice mm. focused thing yeah. but it could help with what you're looking into mm. no that's interesting though because we we've seen it both ways you know those people that are always making excuses for someone else like oh no they're going through a really hard yeah. time blah blah whereas like oh he's so lazy he like mm. never and also, I'm sure it has to do with, you know, you formulate opinions about people. Yeah. Once you formulate an opinion of this person's mm. great and hardworking, even after one time, you'd probably be more likely, I think, to yeah. say, like, oh, if they failed, it's because something happened to them, yeah. like, it's not their fault. Whereas if you meet someone and you dislike them immediately and mm. form a certain opinion about them, you're going to be like, oh, 
Well, that's very like wasp mm. type of mindset, like the pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. kind of thing. Like but it's also pick like, yourself up and dust yourself off and to rub like, some dirt in it. It's like I don't think that that kind of mindset is that wrong because to me, I I give myself that. It's like pick me yourself too. up, like you know, you gotta. Who's gonna help me? Nobody. Like, but are we I gotta harder try hard. ourselves? Than yes, we, are we hold ourselves to a different standard. But everybody has to be hard on, on themselves, or no one's gonna do it. Yeah. But that's I'm very intrinsically motivated. Mm. I don't need rewards. I don't need that. Oh, you're doing a great job. Pat yeah. on the back, shit. Because I'm I not. Like I don't like it, and yeah. I'm not gonna believe them. Mm. Yeah. But I know. That's how I am with me. But if Yasmin needed some encouragement, I'm yeah. like on it. If it's anybody, not your fault at all. right? Yeah, really and hard. so, but with yourself, you're like, stop being a little bitch right. and just freaking like, take yeah. it. But with other people, I'm like, so certain people need different kind of exactly. Like, yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah. Even for the good though. Oh, if I made a good grade on a test, oh, it was easy. Everybody did well. Everyone did you well. Fail. The teacher oh, was being stupid. nice. Stupid. I need yeah. to study. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always... An, whereas, like, if she does well on a test, I'm going to be like, you did so great, like, you're so smart, like, you did, yeah. you studied, you worked hard, blah, blah. Yeah. Eh, anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of... Also, like, it's almost like the kind of research that I'm uh, looking at is kind of circulating the question of, do we have free will? Do you guys think we have free will? Or are you gonna try to throw us a? Do we have free will? Oh, that's. What do you mean by free will? Like question. specifically, choice? Mm. Uh, like a choice? Do we have a choice? Yeah. In like day to day. I think humans would like to think that we have more control over ourselves than we actually do. Yeah. And that's why we're so hard on each other. Mm. But when you get real down deep into it, we're kind of just like going through life very. Yeah. We like we already know what we're supposed to do, and then sometimes people wake up and do it or, and yeah. have that control, and some other times people just kind of go through life asleep. If that I makes feel sense, like we don't have free will. Right. It's kind of like we are biochemical robots, made like you know programmed by our environments and our and our DNA, and like we don't have free will. Which I don't is not, take such an extreme view. Right. But yeah. I. I Okay, so obviously right now I have the free will to get up and leave if I want to, but the choices that you actually make, I do think that you have a history with your environment, and those interactions change you, yeah. and therefore you're going to make a, what seems to be a free will choice, Yeah. but Based all your, your history, history yeah. so is it really a free choice or has your history right, with just your like, environment really made you choose yeah. back? Yeah. That's, so that's a hard question. Like, yeah, yeah tech, you know, in the loose sense, we have free will. Technically, we have a choice to and, even breathe. Right. But mm -hmm. when we actually make our choices, is it because of our schemas? It, it's got, yeah. Right. Like, I it is, period. Yeah. So yeah. it's not free will, so, like, there's not an equal chance yeah. of you picking one thing over the other. Yeah. You're going to be more mm -hmm. uh, directed at one based on your history, yeah. I think. It's that's not think. like... Because it's it almost gets into like a little bit of spirituality and like do we have a soul? Because it's almost like the idea of free will. It's like you have a little magic piece of yourself, your soul, which is making decisions whether to do this or that. Where 
And I think that's kind of like where the, like, people are offended if you say we don't have free will. But, you know, I, I, I go as far as to say we don't have free people will. People don't like feeling like they don't have control. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it doesn't, like, to me, like, it doesn't offend me that right. like, we don't. I think it's becoming aware. <clears throat> Mm. That awareness that a lot of people don't reach. I don't yeah. know whose hierarchy is it. It's not Maslow's. It's like no. Um, God, I can't remember. Anyway, he it? does this. It's like seven different levels where some people never reach that stages of moral development. Uh, stages of moral development. Who's the person? I don't fucking know. It starts with a K. Yeah. Cor Cohen. The Cohen brothers. No, let me think of it. Karl Marx. No. It's like Kornberg or... Oh, no, I gotta look it up. Anyway, his stages of moral, moral yeah. development. I think Kohlberg! I was Kohlberg. so close. What did I say? I said Kohl. You like Kohlenberg. I was blind. Dr. Hamlin, be proud. <laughs> anyway, yeah. he talks about a lot of those things where some people will never grow out of like the third or fourth stage mm. where you're doing things because it's you're not doing things because you're afraid of the consequences versus you're doing things because to you it's right. Mm. I don't know if that even goes into that. <coughs> what were you? Mm. <laughs> because I, I feel like people, it's almost oh, yeah, like free will. What makes us us? Like I, I, I think a lot in like analogies to where like we have a, a whole bunch of. Like, it's not just a coin, you know, to no. where it's either this or that. And, no. like, making choices is right. not just that. No. It's, like, a, a thousand dice. A and plethora then like, of yeah. experiences that have shaped who you are yeah. to this day. And it's hard to, like, with that many dice, it's hard to predict the outcome. But it's still, like, there's, like, an infinity of things that's made me who I am. Right. Like, And, and I'm, everything holds different yeah. weight. So you, like, okay. Who you are, you, we have certain limitations within who we are that would make some things impossible. So free will, I mean, it just also matters how you define it. Because if there's a person who has a 70 IQ versus a person with 140 IQ, mm -hmm. they don't have the same options of choices to make. Yeah. And so they have less I don't know dice. how to explain it. Yeah. And so... Well, and maybe not even less, just super different. And so yeah. whenever it comes to making choices and saying that you have free will, you can't really say that fully. You're limited by your body and by your experiences. Yeah. And when I say limited, I don't mean it in a negative no. way. Because having limitations opens up certain possibilities mm. that you wouldn't have if you didn't have the certain limitations. I think it's maybe breaking out of the norm. Yeah. Because I'm trying Allowing to yourself to break out of the norm maybe would then be that choice of... But see, aren't there things, aren't there factors that lead you to breaking out of the norm? Maybe. Some people do it and some people don't, though. I feel like it's almost like we mm -hmm. have been almost forced to break out of the norm because we're not normal. Norm. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Right, we're, we're just we're, not. Yeah. But what led to it, us choosing this Right, path? why did I choose because not you to... Because you can't. You can't choose to just be white because you're not. But I could have. I could have kept hating myself and avoiding the sun and straightening my hair and I mean I could have done yeah, all those things easily. I mean it and how we're not like a, a statistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? It's not just wouldn't everybody obviously choose exactly. to not be a statistic if yeah. we had if we're literally you know I mean? yeah, no. The 
it's so entangled with all of your experiences and your limitations and your possibilities and right like the likelihood of us doing this was slim to none mm. because you could see two different people who both have in the same environmental possibility at that moment yes. of going to school especially okay. if yeah. you see it in siblings obviously who've yeah. grown up together been through nearly the same things one succeeds the other doesn't why so but you that's would say also because people like cite the twin studies and they're like oh look they're twins and they both like chocolate like you know like little things like that no. and then people like twins are the same but but they're, but they're not like even if they like it's hard to say like why somebody like even within twins one like uh, succeeds and one doesn't because it, even though that they have the same DNA from the moment that they're not in the same place at the same time they're experiencing different things like, how they experience it how yeah. they perceive you know it dynamical systems because you would love mm. this like what listen this is <laughs> Dr. V's like mm. baby listen yeah. that's exactly what you're saying okay so this is um, it's so complicated. I'm going to give you a little example to uh, yeah. explain it to you. So there was a man named Edward Lawrence. He had a weather machine where it predicted the weather. It was like yeah. a computer system mm -hmm. and it predicted the weather. Um, so it would have just different fluctuations of patterns predicting mm -hmm. what it was going to do. Okay, whatever. So one day he wanted to go back and look at a certain pattern from one day. But he didn't want to wait the entire time, so he typed in the numbers manually up to a certain point mm -hmm. so he could start seeing what it was going to do. Yeah. So he put that in, and after like a long time, it looked exactly the same, and then it went completely different. And he's like, well, obviously there's something wrong with the machine, blah, blah. Okay, what he did is that the original numbers were six decimal points, and the numbers he punched in were only three. Three decimal points, you yeah. would say the number... Um, 0 0.503 mm. is the same as 0 0.5032, mm. right? Yeah. For the most part, that's a pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so just those three extra decimal points made the same starting point take completely different paths yeah. after a long time. So basically, and that's not what the whole concept yeah. is about. There's many aspects, but it's just basically mm. saying that two points starting at the exact same thing, the tiniest Tiniest yeah. difference or influence can make it take a completely different turn. So it is like siblings. Why is my sister completely different than I am? Mm -hmm. Because we haven't had the same life. Yeah. You know? Twins don't have the same yeah. life. A twin could go to a different class in school and have a completely different experience that changes yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Or even mean, in the same... Even if they did have the exact same life. Yeah, they were even if they go to the same class, they're if perceiving it says one thing to me... I could interpret it differently than exactly. the way you guys interpret it. Yeah. Like, who knows yeah. if we're actually listening to each other and I'm getting across the point that I'm trying to get across. Yeah. We don't know. It's mm. just really up to you. And yeah. we don't know how, how anybody it. else perceives anything in that way. You'll never know. Like, I will never know how you perceive right. things. Yeah. You'll never know how I perceive things. You can, and the <coughs> tiniest difference exactly. can make a world yeah. of difference. The, the same analogy has been explained to me as, like, just two ships starting at, 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 like, the same, like, I guess, like, degree, and then just one's, like, a fraction of a degree. Like, at first it yeah. doesn't look like that much difference, but, like, time. yeah, and then after a while, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Mm. And so, back to the whole choices things, yeah, it appears that we have free will, but probably not. Well, probably not. Yeah. Not how we want to think we have. Free yeah, will. it's not as 
It's not that simple. It's it's not that simple. But anyway. Yeah. I just far out say none. Yeah. I never like to just say yes or no to anything because everything's so subjective and gray. So I'm just like, it depends. But also I feel like I mean the it gets into uh I don't know, a little, again, spiritual, or like, I guess, uh, I don't know. But, like, there is, like, the world is not only infinitely big, but it's also infinitely small. We, there is, like, an infinity of stimulus that we are experiencing right now. There's, like, you know, everywhere, like, you know, right. there is literally an infinity within me because the world is infinitely small. Like, we are, like, there is, like, an infinity of stimulus mm-hmm. coming in. It's hard to say like when you're dealing with infinities of input throughout my whole life to say like you know that you, really you will have make a choice. like you will make this choice over this choice because it's hard to compute for all those different kinds of input that I've had during my whole life exactly but your behavior should be easier to predict based on your experiences from your life yes but there, again there there is like you you can kind of predict it, but again, we're dealing. Yeah, they can complete through. Yeah, we're dealing with humans. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. To where, like, yes, it is. Like, it, also in math, like you know, like uh, and like calculus or whatever, you can deal with infinities, even though that it's like an imaginary number. Really, mm-hmm. like, there's no like you can de- deal like infinity plus infinity equals two infinity. Like mm-hmm. you know, you can deal with that, even though that that's like an abstract thing that you can't yeah. ever reach. You know, mm-hmm. so you can kind of predict it, but it's still an infinity. Like you know, yeah, more times than not, you'll probably be right. Yeah, but it's like, is it worth that one time you're wrong? Yeah, you you don't have like the computational like thing to actually. No. Now I'm thinking about a million other things. Yeah. Man, I know. So no, much to We're gonna have to do episode two <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> we got too many things to talk about. Right now, I'm thinking about like yeah. dimensions. We were so hesitant to do the podcast, and now we're like, let's get back here yeah. next week. We got more stuff to talk about. We, we were about to end it early. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Seriously. This is kind of like what what I wanted to do, and like yeah, we're, yeah. good. No, we yeah. can do another round two for real life. Something way different. Another week. But seriously, Rosa in another dimension. Murder. Murder. <laughs> in prison. Mm. And then one of them Other sat and killed herself. Come visit you? Oh, I probably. Kill anyway. In one of my dimensions, I'm dead. Yeah. Like, mm. it's fine though. I'm doing okay in this yeah, dimension. Sure. You're, doing a podcast You're trapped in this dimension. You can't get out. I know. I'd like to think that at least one's doing okay. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? It's you right now. You're Maybe. Doing okay. Maybe. Yeah. We don't know. I like that shit. Also, the death penalty. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you guys, it's too I mean, Also, yeah. abortion and politics. I have I'm just kidding. When do you guys we want have to come, come back? We can, we can I mean, talk. it's like 2.40 and I've yeah. got things to do. Okay. Oh, shit. Let's end it. But I'm down for coming yeah. back. Yeah. For real. Mm. Cool. Next. I'm glad this happened. Like in a week or two if you want. Yeah. This was actually super fun. Wow.